Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime. Currently uh, featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, The New Powerpuff Girls, and Voltron Legendary Defender, among others. I am Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilval. Hello. Today, Delaney and I will be discussing the finale of Voltron Legendary Defender Season 1, The Black Paladin, along with the rest of the season as a wrap-up. Um, we just watched The Black Paladin. We've been going through all the episodes of Voltron Legendary Defender, uh, which released yesterday. I'm finishing it today on Saturday. And um, you can check all of our previous podcasts out on this at OverlyAnimated.com and look at our iTunes feed there or find them there. Um, let's spoilers for all of Voltron Legendary <laughs> Defender season one. Let's get right into this. Delaney, initial reaction to the finale. Uh, it was just a big fight scene. <laughs> Um, yes accurate uh so zarkon's the black paladin question mark (laughs) like i guess that's the big reveal is that zarkon is the original pilot of the black paladin okay but then it's like you're the original pilot but wasn't it made by altaians what also what okay so did what's his face what's his name ponrock whatever his name is prorock yeah prorock whatever is he what did he like betray Zarkon? Why was that? What? Was that Prorock or was that uh, Sendak? Was it Sendak? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. He didn't look like it wasn't Sendak. No, it was definitely Prorock because like Sendak like looks like a mouse and this wasn't the mouse guy. What? What? Like there I are so he many. Like the mouse guy. Whatever. Yeah, I don't understand why there's. There's a done. lot going on in this episode that makes like zero sense. And we didn't really get what I wanted about Shiro. Like we didn't really, nothing really happened. I mean, I like I liked the episode. It yeah, was, there um, weren't a lot of like big character moments. Right. Yeah. You know, it was just like fighting. And again, Keith, like who? Keith, what are you? Like you just yeah. don't speak and you just attack everything. I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, I think I think that uh, we kind of called it last one, last podcast when we said that they'd basically wrapped up everything that we wanted, um, yeah. So they could just do this one fight scene now, <laughs> um, yep. which is okay. Like I think it's like it's Voltron. Obviously, the last episode is going to be a giant fight scene. Yeah, I mean it looked really cool, and Keith got a new weapon, which is like okay. Like what can't the lions do? <laughs> like at this point, like just do whatever they want. Yeah, I don't understand well, why Keith had a new weapon. I don't either. And then also, like, so as far as we understood, the Bayards, you just had a weapon that is specific to you as a paladin, but Zarkon had the Black Paladin's Bayard, and he just kept doing whatever the heck he wanted with it. So I maybe, like, that's something they can do with the Bayards? You could just do whatever you want? Oh, like, is that what's, oh, you're saying that's what Zarkon has? That's his yeah, weapon? Yeah, that that's what it it, it looks like a Bayard. So okay, that makes that like, makes more sense because his his yes. his just transforms into anything. Yeah, he just does whatever he wants. Okay, because so like, we did say one of the things that needed to be addressed in the finale was um, Black Paladin's Bayard, right? So I guess Sarkon just has it. Which is, I mean, if he's the original Black Paladin, that makes sense. I don't know like, why he's fighting Keith. Um, I thought that was an interesting yeah. choice because he could have been fighting Shiro, but I guess Shiro right. having to fight the witch who like did that to him makes more sense. I guess. Yes. I guess, yeah. But the witch fight didn't really, like, amount to anything. Yeah, it was just more of, like, a uh, the most surface level of the, like, psychological battle. Yeah. Also, I thought they were, like, fighting in his head for a little bit, but then no, they weren't. He just 
got blinded or whatever for a little bit. I, mean, and I assume some of it was in his head, but I'm not sure. It was very confusing. The fight, I will say all of the fights in this episode are very hard to follow. It was, I agree. I there was agree. a lot going on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this, this was a good finale. I don't think it was yeah. the best episode of the season or anything. Oh, no. It was, yeah. it was definitely a good finale. It's the finale, like, you know, they could do this. We could have a giant fight. And we had to, we had to fight Zarkon. Like, we had to have something with him. And finding out he's the Black Paladin, that's, I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. So we did see Zarkon fighting. We were wondering if that was going to happen. Are you impressed? With Zarkon? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> no. Whatever, I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but it, like, I mean, I don't, like, I'm interested to see, like, like, what I'm fascinated by is that he was the Black Paladin. Like, why? Like, you're. Gora, like, yeah, is, but I, guess... I mean, humans are the paladins right now. Yeah, no, that's not my thing. Like, because my, like, because then it suggests that, like, for Altaians, that, like, like, the, when they had the pal, like, anyone can, obviously, we knew anyone could be a paladin, but, like, in my mind, I was just thinking that the last, whatever paladins were Altaian, but it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't appear to be that, that's not the case. So, so the Altaians seem to have spread the pilots among, the yeah, like, races. Sure, like, well, it makes sense that it, like, if the lions choose. Potentially, it, this this might suggest Galra and Altea had a connection, like a close well, bond. She back did. In the day. No, she did. I mean, Allura did say that she's like, oh, well, before the war, you know, I was with my father all the time. Like, we went to mm. supply ships and stuff. So, like, they were allies. So, this suggests, I think, that, um, uh, he, that, um, now I can't say his name. It's just Zarkon. letters in my head. Zark- yeah. Zarkon. It is kind of just a- letters. His name Z K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Zarkon, he like was a he was the Black Paladin, and then for whatever reason, he decided that he wanted like all of the power for himself, and um, like you know started yeah. the war. Yeah. He so did. it's interesting if the, if the origins of his obsession with Voltron is because like he was like part of Voltron. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah, that is interesting. And that makes sense. Uh, we, I'm th- thinking of the possibilities of before the war. Yeah. I mean, he might've known, um, Allura when they were like similar ages. That seems, that seems like well, that should have been well, something. He seems, well, he seems like they know them and that like, you know, she, and she was pretty pissed at him when they, yeah, met. no, she was pretty mad. You destroyed so. Altea, she said. Yeah. Yeah. So we just, we just need more. Like, I, like we need, like. We need to have an episode where just like ten thousand years ago, blah 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 blah. I think we I think we get the most fitting ending possible to the series. Um, yes. The setup for next season is, of course, one of the most uh, used tropes <laughs> in this type of shows. Yep. We're gonna scatter our characters and then have to find each other again. I yep. mean, I is like is like Tim aware of how typical all his plots are. That's my kind of. I'd love to talk to him about the choices it's like, for this it's like do you know are you I aware assume he does know and i think it's intentional and it's not like yeah. the show with the ser- this season was bad but it's just right. like this is the, ser- the series that i've watched that seems like the most uh typical story elements put into one that i've seen yeah well it might be something in that like you know season one you gotta get people's interest we gotta get through all of the sci-fi tropes and then we can move forward <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I do think we're setting up for potentially more interesting things. This does, this finale does like eschew some of the typical season finale tropes. Um, it's like we don't have any big character moments at the end. We don't have like no one dies. reconciliations, no one dies, right? Like, uh, very much seems like an 80s action series finale. Yes, and they just get scattered everywhere. Yeah, um, I was fine with the ending, I guess. 
it's fine. I do like the possibilities of all of them being separated. Um, yeah, well, it's like, I want to see what happens because it's like we haven't like they they all work in little groups, so it'll be interesting to see like what they actually do when they're actually on their own. Yes, and we can only hope that the first two to find each other will be Keith and Lance. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can only well, we can only we can hope. Only hope. Um, yeah, so we'll talk maybe speculate. At the oh, end. we didn't see no parents. No, no parents. Yeah, that wasn't. Well, it's dad. It's dad and brother. But well, sucks that I'm just annoyed that that's going to be a plot now in season two. <laughs> it's still going on. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm pr- I'm pretty annoyed by. It. I mean, at least we dealt with Alura's dad, so. Uh, yes, Hashtag no parents ever. No, no parents, please. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk. Let's start this off with Keith's character in this finale. So in the beginning, we have them talking about saving Alara, and Keith's like, uh, you know, we don't, we don't need to, like, j- bad idea. And then, yeah. then Hunk's like, Keith, that's cold even for you. Um, and then later we see him fighting Zarkon and um, getting this new weapon. So what do you think of uh, Keith? Uh, the result of Keith's character in the in the finale. He's just not a person. Like, I don't, like, I like Keith, but he's not really a person. Like, he just fights things. And then I don't have a big sense of his motivation. Yeah, that's my thing. Like, I don't, and there is him and Shiro are something. I just don't know what it is. Like, they didn't hit on that. Yeah. Well, like, what is going on? Like, what are you, Keith? Like, what? Just what makes you tick? Like, there's just... We have no sense of who he is. Like, zero. He's just... This... He sometimes says rude things. And he's like... But, like, he just doesn't... I do think this is one of the first season's failings, is Keith's character. Well, it's the thing. It's just, like, all the other characters are... I mean, they're all pretty well characterized at this point. And then we have... Keith and it's like what are you you're just he's not even a caricature like he there's literally nothing like he like fights stuff and it's not even that he gets angry and he's hot-headed like he just does what he does and we're like why why are you doing this yeah why did why aren't you listening to um Koran and yeah yeah. and well I mean I think they've hinted at that he doesn't have a family because like before you know like we all have families and Blah, 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 blah. And then when they showed, like, the memories, you know, it was his house and this and this. And it's, like, I think we're suggesting that he's alone, which, like, that that's fine, but we kind of need to talk about it. Like, why are you so, like, there might have been something said about how, like, I don't know. But, like, maybe Zarkon has specifically done something to him. I don't know. But yeah. none of it makes sense, and we yeah, just we did. We never, answers. we never got into why he was like expelled from the garrison, yeah. And like that, you'd assume that would be a flashback episode, right. but like, nope, nothing. So this is definitely a season two plot that we'll have to yeah. get into. Like, we really need to get into Keith because it's like he's not a character. Like, he doesn't. There's nothing. He's just there. Yeah. What did you think of his fight with uh, Zarkon? I mean, it's a super cool fight. It looks awesome. I mean, yeah. we don't understand why he's fighting him, but like it's, it works, like it looks nice, and he gets a new weapon. And I mean, I think, I mean, this kind of characterizes Keith in that, like, he's kind of an idiot. Like, you know, like mm. he's, oh, I guess, you know, he's persistent and he keeps going at Zarkon. It's just even when Karan's like, uh, stop. But yeah, I, I wasn't super blown away with uh, that fight, I guess, but it was okay, you know. Like, it looked cool. It just wasn't. It wasn't anything. St- I mean, it's interesting that we had like a person fighting the lion. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I that is that is a good interesting concept. Yeah, he's definitely very Ozai-ish. Like, uh, yeah, like when he takes off of his uh, 
his whatever armor that was right, or something. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that, uh, yeah, I think that conceptually that fight is not necessarily anything interesting, but visually it was pretty good. What do we think of the, so what do you think of Shirel in this finale? Um, more conceptually him addressing his, his past when he was the champion, but nothing super specific about that. Yeah, like, it's, like, I'm glad we talked about it, kind of. I mean, again, there's no depth. We don't really discuss it. I mean, I'm imagining, like, that it's going to have serious repercussions later. Like, we're going to have to really talk about it and, like, address, you know, because there's, like, you could have been our greatest weapon and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I I think that um, him in this finale was good enough because we got into his stuff uh, in previous episodes. Like, I think we, we did get there with him. Yes. Like so, enough enough for the first season. Yeah. So what do you think of his fight with uh Hagar? It's not a really it wasn't really a special fight. It wasn't really like interesting. It was, you know, it's very typical. Oh, it was very visually fight. unique. Um but uh like it was very much like the psychological fight trope. Yeah. Um it was hard to follow a little bit. And, oh yeah, it was really confusing. But yeah. I mean it was it was cool. Like it was it was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think it was good, and um, but it can like in terms of like substance, like narrative, what's happening during that is kind of nothing. Like kind of yeah. nothing happens. Um, it I, was interesting that when like you know when we were seeing the fight from Shira's perspective, like all like we had you know they he couldn't tell who was who, but then when um, Allura and Hunt came in that she was like, oh, like they're all kind of faded. I don't know if that was like a special yeah. ability or if it's because like she was actually attacking his mind. Kind yeah, of like that's a like, good ma- point. Yeah. It could be some sort of like um spell, kind of like whoever the focus is, like kind of like a wider area attack kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think there's definitely she's attacking his mind in that fight, like yeah. for sure. So it was interesting. Yeah. Um, before all, uh, any of that, we have uh, them forming Voltron and Voltron like shooting down a bunch of ships. Um, seemed pretty easy. That seemed like they took yeah. out most of the Altaian fleet or the uh, the whatever fleet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, just... it's pretty cool. Like they're also it's like this. Honestly, was the first time I was like, now I understand why he's so obsessed with Voltron. Because before it was kind of like Voltron's like not that great. Like, yeah. but now it's like, oh no, Voltron's like pretty cool. So I like, finally we kind of have a sense of this is what Voltron can do, and this is why everyone like loves Voltron, is afraid of Voltron, wants Voltron. Yeah, I agree. This was the biggest showcase of Voltron's power. He takes out a ton of ships, and yes. it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. So let's go through uh, another. I think big highlight for me is Alura. They're bringing Alura to Zarkon. Um, you destroyed Altea. She gets upset. Uh, Zarkon says uh, he your dad led me to believe that he destroyed uh Voltron like you 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 can't you have to keep it away from me that's why your dad led me to believe so i think this kind of explains one of the big questions we had earlier yeah uh which is like why are they parading around the red lion uh it's cuz he didn't think the rest of them were alive right yeah like yeah. he was like oh it's it's here yeah so it just they just happened to keep keeping it there i guess yeah. um Seems seems like that's an easy trick. Like, oh, I destroyed it. No, I actually just sent it across the universe. Like, yeah, yeah, for real. Like, oh, I destroyed it. Oh, well, no, I just sent it where you'll never find it. You should know better, Zarkon. For real. Like, also, like, I like, I don't think Voltron can be destroyed. <laughs> like, because honestly, we see it get attacked and beat up and stuff and all the time. But like, this is the first time we see it forced to separate, and it's like, I, I mean, yeah, um, you know when. 
I mean, the closest we've come is when Zarkon was like going to impale Keith, but I don't necessarily know if really can the lions be destroyed? Can Voltron? Like, we've never really seen it take like, considerable damage. Like we've seen like the shield, you know, blow apart, but I don't. I don't really know if they can... Like, they talk about it a lot, but, like, can they destroy Voltron? It does seem very difficult to do. Like, is that even possible? Yeah. It may be maybe just, like, hiding, separating lines to, is right. the best strategy to get rid of it. Oh, it is, but my thing is, I just, like... It's interesting because, like, they keep attacking Voltron, and he wants Voltron, so it's, like... And it's not like they were holding back, so I actually think it's probably impossible to destroy Voltron. Like, I don't think you can. Um... Which is probably why it makes it so powerful. Like, yeah, it can do a lot of stuff. And it's also like, I don't think it can be destroyed. Uh, I think that's possible. I mean, I, I I think you could probably kill a lion, but I'm not sure. Like, we haven't seen it. So yeah, it's hard. Right. It's hard to know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, if, you kill a, if you kill a lion, then Voltron's dead anyway. So. Right. So, like, that's the question is, can you just kill a lion? Like, and I think it's possible. Like, I assume uh, if no one was piloting the red, if Keith was not in the lion, Voltron could have just, or the... Uh, Zarkon could have just like stabbed it through, like right. But maybe, maybe not. Uh, what do you think of the concept of Allura was the one that was making the wormhole jumps possible the entire time on the ship? That makes sense. Does but it? It's also, I mean, she's literally at that in her little special whatever. Whenever it she does it, like I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm glad they kind of explained the wormhole that it wasn't like because it's they have like it literally has runes around it like when they have the wormhole, so it's clearly not like yeah. scientific in nature, like it's magic. So I, it makes sense. Uh, it's kind of an interesting blurb to kind of like throw out an episode like this. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's what it, it served the purpose uh, that they couldn't escape without a lure in right. the finale. Whatever, like that's okay. Uh, what do you think of their solar barrier around? Uh... It was purple. I don't really solar. <laughs> I don't really. I mean, space, space words, solar barrier. I mean, yeah. they had to like. I mean, they had to trap them. I understand that, but then it's also like we. I don't know. We just didn't encounter it really. Like they didn't touch it. It didn't really like hurt anything. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's whatever. We had the. Yeah, I don't know why they had whoever like freeing them. I guess that's what they're yeah, like. Come I have back to that. no idea. I have no idea what was going on. Like it had to have been Prorak or Sendak. Yeah, but then it's like Prorak doing it makes zero sense. Like actual zero sense. Does Sendak make any sense them doing it? I don't even know. No, not, I mean none of them. But Sendak makes like slightly more sense in that. I don't know. Sindak is none of it makes sense. Like yeah. I don't, I really don't get it. Like I do wish they set that up. More. Was it Prorak? Does it just because he gets yelled at too much and he's tired of it? Like none, like, just don't. None of it makes sense. He's like just tired of it. Yeah. Um, I was expecting them to kind of when it was when they were doing the sequence. I was expecting it to be like a new character or something. Yeah. And then I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm like no clue. Yeah, it was interesting. Um. When when Voltron's killing all the ships, we have him use Keith's sword first, and then he gets on um, Hunk's blaster cannon. And it seems like why don't we just use that uh, that blaster cannon the entire time? Because that just yep. takes out like ten giant yep. ships at once. No, like, see, every all of the characters on the show have like this just innate fixation on having a sword. Like Voltron always goes back to the sword. Zarkon kept going back to his sword. Like just. You know, when you can have robots and like giant weapons, I just giant, giant robot gun gun is better than giant robot sword. IMO. Yes, more I mean, effective. More effective. Yeah, it's more effective. I personally prefer swords, but yes, it's definitely more effective in a fight. Like you should use the giant cannon, but you know, whatever. 
Yeah. Um, oh, we had uh, Zarkon. Oh, in the beginning, Zarkon, or when they're approaching, they like are zapping Zarkon with, uh, I assume, quintessence. And yeah. he's like psychologically affecting their Voltron as they're coming. And he like forces them to break off. What do you think of that? Well, I assume he's like attacking like specifically the Black Lion. And since the Black Lion's the head, the, you know, it makes sense. Like the Black Lion's in charge. So he's like reasserting his control over the Black Lion. Yeah, it makes I guess, sense. I buy it. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, um, but it was that was interesting. I was confused for a while because I thought I was like, is he just like trying to manipulate Shiro? I don't really get it. But then like, no, and he's like, I'm the Black Paladin. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Yeah, that it does make more sense with that revelation, I guess. Uh, Koran attacking with the ship. Um, okay, I guess we'll give his character a moment. <laughs> yeah, he, he can be there, I guess. Um, what else we got? Uh, I think we talked about most of the other stuff. Uh, Zarkon going into space. I was surprised that Zarkon himself needed to go outside. That was, you know, when he just dropped, I was like, whoa, okay. But I mean, he was trying to get the Black Lion, so like, it makes sense. Um, and then the Shiro saves Keith. Yes. That that whole Honestly, sequence happened very fast. Like they they, yeah. they saved uh, Hunk and Allura. Uh, yeah, Hunk saves Allura first of all. I like yes. that. Hunk did yes. something was really cool, and it was his idea. Um, and then Hunk and Allura save Shiro, and then immediately Shiro saves Keith. That was very fast. Yeah, no, I haven't. I mean, I honestly thought at first that it was just the black line. I thought it was the black line say, on his own. I was like, wow, that's really cool. But, yeah, no, I was super excited, but then no, it was Shiro. But. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, and I think that's it. Scattering yep. the lions. Uh, good move or bad move by Witch Hagger scattering all the lions? Obviously a terrible move because it's like, great, we got to find them all again. Well, terrible move for us, but or they yeah. for them. I don't know. But all, I think it's a miscalculation because they're all come back stronger. Yeah, obviously. So, that's how that works. So um, are you? do you like the – we talked about the trope at the end. Um, it, it's, I, I do at least like this trope. This usually happens in um, video games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm, an, I'm an fine RPG. with it. Yeah, like, oh, okay, everyone's... Yeah. Gotta go find everybody. So, yeah, I mean, this series definitely seems like a video game. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um. So, talk about the series overall. Because, um. so to a certain extent, this... Oh, well, let's evaluate the finale. I think a little bit disappointing as a finale. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a little, like, it was fine. It was, It's certainly not, like, the best of the series or anything. Like, it's... It's fine. It wasn't terrible. I still think it's better than the premiere. For sure, better than the premiere. For sure. I think every episode was better than the premiere since the premiere. Yep. Accurate. Um, but I mean, this is, I don't know if this would even be in my top uh, five episodes. Yeah, it's not like, it's, there's not, there's not really any substance to it. Like, we have a few good moments, but overall, it's just like a giant fight scene, which finales are allowed to be, but that's just not, there just isn't a lot going for it. Yeah. Um, Okay, season as a whole. What is your impression of the series looking back? I I think it was pretty solid. I mean, we talked about all the episodes and like none of the episodes are bad. Like and none I wouldn't even classify any of them really as like decent. Like obviously the premiere isn't as great as the rest of the season, but like every ep- single episode is at least good, like solidly good. And for the most part, I mean, the majority of the episodes are great and fantastic and I think like the series has a lot of potential. 
And I think we are going somewhere. Like, I don't think it's just, you know, I mean, it's already blown away my expectation of it. It's just like, oh, we're Voltron. We're just going to turn to Voltron every episode and fight stuff. No, like, we actually have a storyline and we're going places and we have interesting characters and interesting, like, interesting relationships. So, you know, it's good stuff overall. Yeah, I wonder whether the key is going to be to break free of the tropiness going forward. I'm yeah, not sure. That's, yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest. I think it's a hurdle we need to get over. I don't like, know if you need to like not have like archetypal episodes, but I just think you need to do more ambitious characterization. Yes. Well, I mean, we can have tropes, but like they don't need to be every single episode. Like I, every I, single episode yeah. can be boiled down to a like sci-fi trope. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but I don't, you don't, yeah, and you probably need to have less, but it's like, I don't know. I think the character work needs to be improved. Yes. Honestly, I mean, I think most of everything outside of the writing was very good, but it's not like, um, we had like the best fight sequence ever, every episode. Right. So there's room for improvement there too. Like, Definitely. I mean, I would rank the fight sequences, um, Voltron versus the first giant robot in the third episode, number one. Um, yes. then I would say like Keith versus the, the druid in the second to last episode. Um, yeah. and then I guess some of the stuff from the finale. So it's like if the finale didn't even have your two best fights, obviously there's room for improvement there, I think. Yeah, definitely. And we just, and honestly, it's getting like, we need to start doing more interesting things with the fights. Like, it's just overall, because like, like the fin- I was getting kind of tired of the finale, like in the fights, I was like, okay, like, can we, can we do something? Like, I'm getting tired of watching them blow up ships. Like we can't spend like five minutes blowing up ships. Like I need, we need something else. So I think, like, we're going to have to, you know... The finale is indicative. I mean, uh, to a certain extent, this is always going to be a Voltron series. But right. um, the finale is indicative of the problems that the series encountered, which is, like, they totally just focused on the action and left the characters to the side. Now, they got themselves to a position where that was acceptable. Like, it absolutely yes. did not ruin anything. They addressed every beat that we wanted. Um, it, I mean, like I said, they should have... They're going to do the family thing, but it's not, like, they didn't need to. So, right. Um, but really... Except for, I guess, Keith. Like, they, they fulfilled the characterization necessary for the season before the finale. So, yes. Uh, it was it was fine. And they got Voltron to a point where it was, like, interesting to watch Voltron fight. So, like, we just going forward, like, we're going to have to, like, we need to have more abilities. Like, what else can Voltron do? We have to see Voltron do, like, other stuff. Because, like, it's going to get really annoying, like, real quick. When it's just like, okay, sword, shoulder cannon, sword. Yeah. Shoulder game, like we gotta do some more stuff. Like, yeah, break in the new territory with Voltron. I think that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, which um, I think we're gonna do with the characters. Like you know, separating the characters, I think it puts us in a good place where we can like do some more character, you know, characterization, more development, you know, more establishing of characters. Yeah, um, I I think that recommendation for season two, get rid of the transformation sequence. Um, um yes, don't need to do it. I, I no, it started. Pretty- I, I said on one podcast we stopped talking about it. it means I skipped it. I started yeah. skipping it, and I did. I started skipping it. So like it's just like it's cool. Voltron's cool. Yes, it's really cool that he turns into a giant robot. But like it takes so yeah. long. I don't like, think you just. I just don't think you need to see him transform. Like you can just no. show him. You can just have him it go just, up in the sky and have him come down. Yeah, it could just be Voltron. Like we don't need this thirty second. Honestly, it's like a minute. Like it takes so long. It's really long. I'm sure there's people who are who have more of a nostalgic view of the old series who disagree with yeah. that. And that's fine. Like we don't have that, yeah. so I can't talk about it. But um I mean, from a I mean, pure storytelling perspective, yes. it's just a waste, I think. Yes. And also from seeing like literally three different parody versions of the Voltron transformation, it's really hard for me to take it seriously because it's like everyone has made fun of it and like how long it is. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So um, I also I I think that this series is also just like it's very tropey, but it's also very um, like surface level uh, on most storytelling aspects. I mean, like we didn't get any romance this this season, right. so it's not like it wasn't progressive because there was none at all. Um, but it's also just you're not doing anything particularly outside the box with any of your characters or like like uh, like a male male romance would at least be like outside the typical yeah. box um, like something like that you know like they th- that's why the highlight of the whole season is probably the pitch stuff because it was like different um, yeah now that being said it was still uh, treaded upon territory on its own I've seen that at least twice I can name two specific instances of that exact thing happening um, but uh, at least it was slightly unexpected. Um, but I do really think we need to break uh, into a new new territory with our characters. Definitely, we need like we need to set the show apart, and it needs to like be like it has so much potential to just to not just be this like yeah, Vulture, like it's it's gorgeous watching it. I enjoy it, but it's like honestly, like these episodes, they do. There's some interesting things with the mythology of this universe, but other than that, we've seen all these episodes. Like we've seen these stories, and we really need to. We have to break this trope box. Yeah, because it's gonna uh, be really hard. Because they can't. There's like we're liking it it's new and they're doing kind of interesting things with some of the tropes and like the characters are like they're kind of quirky here and there and it's funny and it's fun to watch but at a certain point we're going to get tired of seeing the same stuff we've seen in like every other sci-fi yeah, series we can't ever. we can't do a season two the same as season one it won't work as well you know, um, i actually i actually think like the episode tropes are uh, are were done pretty well um, yeah, I don't no, think those are really. Fine. I don't think those are like the problem. I think it's like the character tropes. Yeah, that that's are, yeah. honestly that's the worst part. Like I can deal with the episodes. It's just like, like I'm not I mean, ready to call the archetypal episodes a negative with the season. I am ready to call uh, Keith's lack of characterization a negative. So it's things yes. like that, you know, that that I think. If we have different to. characters doing things we've seen before, that's different than. Characters you've seen before doing things you've seen before. <laughs> yeah. I, I So I think an interesting, super interesting comparison and the obvious one to make for this season is Korra Book One. Yes. Um, on the top of your head, how do you think this is similar or different from Korra Book One? Well, I will say it's tropier than season of, than Book One of Korra. And Book One of Korra but, was pretty tropey, but this is Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, this is like literally every single episode's a trope. Yeah. I will say, um, Book One of Korra did do a little bit more for its characters than, yeah, yeah. like, and they're, I mean, they were very much, like, honestly, they were all kind of stereotypical archetype characters, but there were moments they were different, and they did branch out a little bit more here and there on Book One, but here it's just, the like, I love the characters, but, like, I, we keep comparing them to other characters because they're just other characters like we've seen these archetypes so many times right so here's how i'd here's how i'd look at it um cora book one was um we thought it was like tropey and like not super ambitious but yep. compared to this show its characterizations were wonderful um yes uh and like it was it was like the mako and cora stuff in the middle of the season was super frustrating and like yes but at least it was like uh at least it was like different and uh well, they were I, doing I, something with the characters like they and, were like i felt passionate about it like even if it was yes. a hatred like <laughs> yes. I, I don't like Shut particularly up. care about any of these people and i know like it, i do like to a certain extent i do but um compared to even cora all the core characters during uh book one i have right. much stronger feelings for them one way or another i think that um this is a more this is this season is a more polished and consistent version of cora book one 
but it lacks in uh, the ambitious things that Korra Book 1 did. There's just nothing, like, extra going on or, like, you know, it's not pushing the, like, even if it was pushing the envelope and doing it badly, that would be something. (laughs) But, like, there's just nothing really going on. It's not, yeah, like, there's, think of the uh, Amon and Tarlock uh, scene in the season Korra Book 1 finale. There's nothing close to that. That was so good and so ambitious, and there's just nothing here. Like no. that. That's like it's just it's safe. Everything about this season was it's, safe. It's, it's really safe, yeah. And I think they want. I think that was intentional. I think that you're right. rebooting this old property. You want to stick with to it to the most part and make a safe season one. And I think it's fine. I th- I'm not. Yeah. I, I I'm just trying to put it in perspective. Like obviously the season wasn't anywhere close to Cora Books three and four no. levels of quality. And people disagree whether four should be in that conversation. But yeah. you can say three if you want. And I also don't think it's um on the same level as Cora Book one. No. Yeah, I think it's a conversation about whether it's better or worse than book two. Obviously, the it's it's obviously there were like I think there are solid five episodes of Korra book two which were below average television quality, and there's none here yes. that are close to that. At yeah. the same time, I think the high points of Korra book two are better than the the high points of this season. Yes. So it's 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 a discussion. I think. Yeah, um, it's just, but I mean, we'll say when I mean, we do need, like this is a solid start. Like this is you. They had a season and. The majority of the episodes, um, basically all of the episodes, they're good. Every single episode is good. And we don't really have any of, like, you know, like you said, like the lows that were book two of Korra or, you know, like all, every single episode's good. I mean, it's, you know, it's solid, than more solid than, you know, Miraculous Ladybug and it's just solid season. Right. This is this is a better season of television than season one of Miraculous Ladybug. And yeah. I also and I really love season one of Miraculous Ladybug. Yeah, this is better. Awesome. I guess yeah. I don't feel as passionate about the characters of this. That's show the thing. Me. Like Ladybug yeah. has some like really solid characterization. They're doing some interesting things with the characters. And then here we're just like, oh, OK. Like I love Marinette better than any character here by like tenfold. Yes. But yeah. uh, this season was uh, was more consistent, better animation, like stuff like that. Um, I do think it's interesting compared to where the situation after Korra Book One. After Korra Book One, we're like, okay, you need to fix this. You need to fix Makor. You yeah. need to fix like uh, the like not paying off your season long mystery as well. The show doesn't have any fix things. I think except yeah, no, for maybe nothing- like Keith's expand the characterization is the closest right. thing that comes to it. But it's like, do more, not fix it. Do more now. Like that's Yeah, like nothing's thing. broken. Nothing's like, there hasn't been any horrific, you know, like problems. They just need, just, and honestly, it's kind of encouraging. You know, we have a season two. It'll, you know, they're, everyone's separated. Honestly, this is the best, like, we're going to enter season two on the best place we could. You know, everyone's separated. We're, that's so, like, literally, like, the best mixture for character development yeah. and actually, like, doing something different and... Like I think they've unle- I think they've set themselves up really well and like un- they're I think they've set themselves up to like unleash really what they really want to do with Voltron because I th- think the pieces are there like I think we do have a lot of potential for this to be different and you know to really push and be ambitious it's just we had to do this you know we had to you know it's you know old property we have to get settled in kind of right. have to deal with this myth mythology that honestly makes zero sense and we have to kind of be careful with it and I, I so i think it was all intentional playing it safe 
but uh, we need if we're doing season two now, we can't just play it safe again. I mean, you could, and right. it'd probably be watchable, but right. I, it, like, I don't know if it'd even be interesting enough to podcast on. Um, yeah, oh, and it wouldn't, or you wouldn't want to really binge watch it even. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd care enough to binge watch. Yeah, like I think we need to do more here. I know these writers are capable of more. Tim Hedrick wrote City of Walls and Secrets, one of the best animated episodes of American animation ever. I mean, he's he wrote uh, like all these other episodes. Josh Hamilton's capable of more. He Josh Hamilton wrote Rebirth in Korra Book Three. He wrote uh, After All These Years, the premiere of Korra Book Four. Like these are episodes that do so much more than anything Voltron's doing, and a lot of that has to do with the uh, top uh, series direction. Um, and like Joaquin and Lauren need to just make the decision to do more now in season two, and it, the decision has been made already. Like they're probably very right. far into production on it, but um, that's not the point. Like, but uh, it needs to come from the top and then like free free up these incredible writers uh tim josh and may to to do more and um pair that along with your uh the thing that's already there which is the absolutely incredible production um and that's that's the biggest positive with the season is it's just uh the most uh, gorgeous piece of animation we've seen in a few yes. years on television and um maybe like have some more ambitious fight sequences uh free up joaquin to storyboard them and there you go. Then that's like an incredible season of television. Like uh, yes. it's, it's it's within reach for season two, I think. And there's so many like, and the thing is, they're really not, they're not bound by any mythology. Like the Voltron mythology is like, frankly, very weak. Like they're magical lions and they yeah. turn into a giant robot and they save stuff. Like you have so much room to do whatever the heck you want. Like you, there's magic and science and we're in space. Like there is zero limits to what we can do. It's 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 at the very least very general, and you can yeah. move from there. Like you don't need to it, just because just because we need to stick with the Voltron Voltron right. budget doesn't need we need doesn't mean we need to not move beyond it. You can have that as a foundation right. and then add interesting things to it. We can do so much. Like this, I think this definitely has the potential to be like a. To, it could be honestly, it could turn into like well, like take Doctor Who for example. Like, okay, Doctor Who's been running for, you know, like, 60 years. You know, it's only the longest-running sci-fi, you know, series ever. But it... Doctor Who really doesn't, like, it has an established mythology. And people like to say there's, like, oh, there's so much stuff, stuff, stuff. We, like, know zero about Gallifrey. Like, zero. And there's so much, like, there is just so much you don't know about Doctor Who. But, like, you can, like... It's such an unlimited. Yeah, like like like, you, like say what you want about Stephen Moffat. He's been expanding the Gallif Gallifrey yeah, mythology yeah. recently, right? Like, it's that type yeah. of thing. And you can take characters like, you know, we have like such incredible episodes like, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but like where you have a character like the 12th Doctor killing himself over and over and over again to try and just like, you can you can do such, like, we're in space and you can just do whatever. Like we have this, we have like, also we have like this 10,000, we have this established, it's been 10,000 years, like we can do ridiculous stuff because like even Allura would be like, I don't know what this is, like. I was asleep for 10,000 years. Like, we're, there's so much. Yeah, like, Doctor, yeah. Do that Doctor Who episode is maybe the perfect example. Heaven Sent uh, last season, which I think is the best Doctor Who episode ever and one of the best written episodes Ugh. of television I've ever seen. It's and, incredible. Like, uh, that, and that's based off of such a broad mythology. Moffat chooses, uses, uh, selective things and expands upon them and uses it to create one of the most in-depth characterizations I've seen on TV. Um, you can go from a general place of mythology and expand uh, expand where you want to and achieve a higher level of storytelling. 
It's possible. We've seen it with Doctor Who, other shows. We've seen it with, honestly, Korra. Korra Book yeah. One was pretty surface level. We And it took a little bit, but we got to the uh, incredible height of Korra Book Three, which is the best animated season of television IMO in American like, history. Ever. Yeah, ever. So, um, like... You, you can do it. And honestly, like, I don't think it's fair to assume the series won't do it. I think the talent's there, obviously. And um, the only question is whether they want to do it because or whether they would be beholden to the original property, which is uh, a place we arrive at a lot with this podcast. Um, right. I think that's like the big question. Like, are, do, do they want to be more ambitious? And I think we will see pretty quickly into season two whether the answer is yes. Yeah. And I really, really hope so. All of the pieces are here. There's so much potential. And it's not even like you'd be betraying old Voltron. They just wouldn't be, you know, they could, they could, they can turn Volt. Like they could take this, you know, 80 space opera, you know, travel log, saving planets and, you know, just turning into a giant robot and beating things up into like an incredible journey for like these characters and like what it is to be Voltron and they could just do so much with it. And I really like, and I don't think like I, they don't have to like staying true to the property. What is there to stay true to? Like you're a giant robot and you fight things. That's really it. It's all you have to do. And they they do that still. And I think they expressed, uh, like, with this first season, they did express the desire to not be super beholden yeah. to the original. They didn't print. They didn't, I know they didn't transfer over everything, and um, we, we like, we they they were willing to change the uh, the gender of one of the character of one of our yes. main characters. Like, we we know they can do this type of stuff. So, um, it's not it's not necessarily about contradicting the original mythology. Right. I don't think there's a ton to even contradict. It's yeah, I don't think there. Much. I really don't think there's enough. It's like to... I think there, and they think they did get into this a little bit. Like I don't know if anything with quintessence was in the original right. property or not. Like you can get like we're starting to get to to get there to more interesting elements. But like, what's a second thing other than quintessence that they were doing that was kind of interesting? I don't know. Like nothing. Like uh, yeah, this the ship flying. Like that's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, that's. Right, but there's Balmera. not that much there. So uh, I guess I guess the Balmera, the living planet, but that's like the they didn't. I don't know if they did anything special with that. Like is right. is very tropey. So um, we'll see. Uh, I I do hope that they have a desire. I don't like. I only think they're limited by the desire to do more. Um, I know yes. if Mike and Brian were running the showrunners, that they would. Um, I I um I don't I don't think they would have accepted doing the Voltron reboot if if they like they definitely wouldn't unless they could do more. I'm right. not sure if Joaquin Lauren and uh, the other producers um like are have their hands tied right and um or anything like that. But um I do hope that they they do want to do more. That being said, I mean I this was somewhat of a harsh ten minutes, of course. Uh, <laughs> Joaquin and Lauren, their first uh their first like show that they created like. That this is a spectacular first season of television. Yes, like this is. I mean, come on, and everyone involved with this. Tim, his first job. uh, I assume his first time. He's he's been leading the writers' room. It was also it was a very good job. Um, Everyone did a great job with this. I mean, this was a very good season of television. Um, I mean, it's it's honestly probably the most solid first season of anything that we really cover like we have I mean, aside from you know like it's not counting steven universe or anything but you know like this, this miraculous ladybugs for season was not this solid 
I mean, you if know, you count like the first half of Steven Universe's first season as its first season, like yeah. the first 26 episodes, give me this over right. that. Um, give yeah. me, give me this. This was more consistent than Avatar book one. I'll take yeah. Avatar book one over this, but this was more consistent. Right. Um, again, this is more consistent than Korra book one. Again, give me Korra book one over this. But like uh, in terms of consistent quality, there are very, very few shows that achieve it this quickly. Uh, and it, it was from episode one, even though the premiere was the worst of the episodes, it was still, I mean, it was gorgeous and had solid storytelling, even if it And was... if you're, and if you're, if your premiere is like the worst part of your show, like that's really oh, not yeah, that, that bad. Yeah. That's what you want for sure. Like I talk like, about this all the time. Pilot, TV pilots are never good. Um, yeah, and this, this one was good. So, you know, and we, we built, we built from there. We never, we never got back down. I think I, I'm working on my season long review. I graded that a 7.5 out of 10. That might be generous. I don't know. Um, everything else is an eight or above. So that's good. Like good, good stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I, let us know your comments, whether you agree with this. Um, I, I hope we see some, some more ambitious stuff in season two. We hope we get to, uh, we hope our, our uh, Keith uh, Lance ship pays off. Uh, that's our big one. For... We hope we get a season two. <laughs> we hope we get a season two. I think, I assume they are. We don't. We I mean, heard, I would hope so. We haven't heard confirmation, though. That's true. So right. uh, we'll, we'll see about that. It's also so possible. If friends watch Voltron, like, yeah. do that. Just blow it up. Also, considering when, like, Netflix could have dropped these episodes, like, a year after they were done, six months after they were done, like, they could have just finished production. So it's possible season two is, like in like five months that's it it seems unlikely but if netflix waited a long time just so they could release the seasons close to each other then it's possible the next one's coming soon so we don't know we will see yeah but i've seen and i've seen commercials for voltron on tv so oh interesting cool yeah i was it was like during ironically during a video game like tournament on like that's being televised they like showed a commercial for yeah, it typical i mean this was a video game so that's a good idea uh, yeah so there you go let us know what you thought comments on uh, this uh, article or any of our voltron articles on overlyanimated.com if you're watching on youtube you can leave us comments there tumblr asks and um let it let, yeah, let us know what you think um who do you ship <laughs> i mean i think we know who people ship we, we know <laughs> uh but yeah and we will i think we may or may not have a uh, like a season one. This was our season one wrap up version, but we could Basically. may or may not next week have a season one wrap up a podcast. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it, and then um, we'll have to see feedback too. Yeah, like, see if people are listening people want to, to that and stuff. About. Yeah, but there you go. Thanks, thanks for those of us those of you who listens to all of our episode discussions let me know please um please please like i know there are a few who are making their way through but uh via interactions on tumblr so that's that's awesome thank you guys and let us know what you thought uh this is our first time covering a netflix model show so let us know if you like this idea of doing them all at once we did like 20 minute podcasts um it's fine if we if this show aired weekly we'd definitely not do longer ones than that but since like it's it's one at a time like they're shorter so and we're tired and, and it's yeah, a lot <laughs> it's a lot yeah but that's good i'm glad we got the 45 minute last one with some great analysis at the end so thumbs up good job delaney good job delaney's internet for holding out until now to start acting up good so. job, <laughs> good internet. job yeah. there you go thanks for listening so much guys i'm dylan heisen delaney stovall overly animated.com i guess i should thank the patrons because i haven't done that for the previous ones oh patreon if you enjoyed our coverage uh the best way to support us is through patreon.com slash overly animated thank you very much to our patrons shana mitch cordell beatrice nate andy jamie rachel john ryan and Catherine, aka hey enough beaver mitch cordell university beach exchange nathan fillion buzz laker mailman richard rose giant robert brian and cook cat um 
coming up on this uh, of the animated podcast, Ladybug Origins podcast coming out tomorrow. It's a long one with me and Delaney. We already recorded that. And then next week, uh, Steven Universe talk, Ladybug talk, everything, potentially Voltron talk. We'll see. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys. Last things, Delaney, anything? You good? Just Voltron's great, and I'm excited to see more. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully we'll hear word on season two soon. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.